Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to Off The Beat and Track Podcast. I'm your host, I'm Stu Whiffin. It's another week, therefore it's another episode. And on this episode, I've got Rob from Enter Shikari. I mean, amazing. Um... We had Raoul uh, come on the podcast a couple of years ago, and uh, and whenever I've seen uh, Raoul out DJing, Rob's always been DJing with him, and has been just he come and DJed for uh, for Scroobius Pip and I uh, a few years ago, Raoul and Rob, and Raoul was just playing records, and I, I don't know what Rob was actually doing other than just going mental um, beside the decks, um, but it worked, it fired the crowd up, it was amazing. Um, and we talk about energy and music uh, and, and, and trying to harness that energy as, as a young person um, as we work our way through through Rob's life on this, uh, on this episode. And it's a lovely chat, um, super nice guy, as, is, as has been the case any time um, come into contact with, with people from that band. Um, but yeah, before we get on with the chat, a few thank yous. I want to thank Scroobius Pip and everyone at the Distraction Pieces Network. This podcast is very proud to be part of Pip's Network. And there's so many other amazing podcasts available over there. Go check them out. Go check out Films to be Buried with, Say Why to Drugs, Stop and Search, Hardcore Listing, Sex with Charlie and Nina. There is loads of amazing podcasts uh, over on that network. And I, oh, I'm sure I've missed a few as well. Um, and obviously, Mr. Pip's podcasting, you know, that that's, uh, you know, he is the podfather. I also want to thank the team at the Blue Murder Club podcast, uh, amazing true crime podcast, and it's the team over there that produce this podcast, so huge thanks. Massive thanks to you lot, always, for continuing to support Off The Beaten Track as we approach 500 episodes. Um, it's been amazing. I've got to chat to so many amazing people, and it's lovely that, that you lot to continue to support, and it continues to grow as a podcast, so huge thanks. If it's your first time listening, hello. Um, once you get to the end of today's episode, you might have heard me just say we're close to 500 episodes. So you've missed loads. So when you've listened to today's chat with Rob, go and explore the, the back catalogue. Um, because I've had some amazing natters with some amazing people. And if you're a Shikari fan, uh, then go check out my episode with Rao. Um, that came out a couple of years ago. It's a wonderful chat. Um, and if you like your rock and roll, then you can hear me talking to... The Foo Fires to Tommy Lee, a Motley Crue, um, and then all the way through to, you know, all your favourite indie bands like The Killers, The Kaiser Chiefs, um, The Kooks, um, all of them lot. Um, Public Enemy, go and listen to an amazing chat I had with, with Chuck D. That was um, that was something a bit 
a bit special. Um, and if you like um, actors uh, and comedians, then I've had a big old chat of a load of them as well. You can hear me talking to David Duchovny of X-Files, Maxine Peake, Michael Smiley, Thomas Turgus, Joe Hartley, comedians like James Acaster, Ed Gamble, Maisie Adam, Rich Wilson, Jade Adams. There's loads. Go um, go get stuck in. If you like producers, you can hear me talking to Fatboy Slim. It's such an amazing uh, natter that was getting to chat to, to Norman. Uh, and also Butch Vig. I got to, to sit down and talk to the guy that produced Nevermind for Nirvana and, and, and produced Sonic Youth and Smashing Pumpkins. That was uh, a real honour to, to have that conversation. And they're all available for free. So um, go give them a, a little looky when you're done with today's episode. I should also uh, say that you can support this podcast because as you've seen, it's all free. Um, and the way that you can support it is, is, well, there's a multiple of ways you can do it. The first thing is just to tell your mate that there's this podcast from this lispy old guy from Essex that chats to amazing people. Um, other than that, you can just give us a follow on wherever you listen to your podcasts. Just click follow and, and leave us a comment. That'd be amazing. Um, other than that, just follow us on the socials, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We're on them. Probably Instagram the most. So um, give us a little follow on there. Drop us a, a little message or, or whatever. Let us know if you're enjoying the podcast or who you'd like to hear me chat to on the podcast. Uh, that's always welcome. Um, but then there's one little thing that you can do um, if you can afford it. And I know times are tough. But I have a Patreon, Off The Beaten Track has a Patreon, um, and it's a dollar a month. So it works out 70 pence a month. Uh, and for that, you get access to a, a back catalogue of hundreds and hundreds of episodes and radio shows and mixtapes. Um, you also get to watch all the episodes. Um, so all the videos of these chats all go up on Patreon. So if you like to watch podcasts, then uh, sign up for a month and uh, and you have literally got hundreds and hundreds to work your way through. But the best thing, I think, about the Patreon is the monthly live show. And it's become this really lovely, intimate thing where you all turn up on Zoom. You don't have to have the camera on if you don't want to. That's fine. Um, and I'll pick one of the questions from the podcast and then ask you all to, to bring a track and talk about it. And, uh, and it's just a really non-judgy, lovely natter where people just kind of get nostalgic and, and, and talk about memories and, 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 and records. And it's not an indie cool thing. It's just like whatever record it is, it is. And uh, and it's lovely. It's becoming one of my favourite things to do each month. Um, and you can come along. Um, I think there's a couple available uh, uh, to listen to for free if you want to get a feel for that. But like I say, it's a dollar a month. Uh, and if you just want to sign up for a month and just absolutely rinse the back catalogue and then unsubscribe, that's fine. Um, I understand that there's a cost of living crisis going on at the moment and I'm going to speed this up because I'm going to start ranting about the government. So, um, okay, let's get on with the good stuff. Um, oh, Patreon first. Patreon.com forward slash off the beat and track. Other than that, your one-stop shop for everything is the is the website, which is off the beat and track podcast.com. Right. Please enjoy today's episode of Off the Beat and Track Podcast with the delightful Rob from Enter Shikari. It's off the beat and track podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. It me, Stu with him. Okay, we are recording. Rob, how are you, mate? I'm very good, thank you. How are you doing? Not too bad, not too bad. So I asked where, where you was today because you're in, in like a kind of weird looking warehouse type setup. So 
band practice? Yes, yeah. So we we are literally in a warehouse, um, but it's where where we're rehearsing at the minute. It's good because we've got thousands of boxes all around us, so it works nicely as a, a kind of soundproofing. Absolutely. So we don't uh, upset people too much. Love it, love it. Um, Rob, I'm going to kick things off uh, with the obvious question to start any playlist, and I want you to tell me the song, please, that you regard as having the greatest ever intro. Well, for me, it's got to be Atmosphere by Joy Division. Um I mean, as the name of the song suggests, it's just so atmospheric. And when the uh, when those drums come in, doo, 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 and it's just, it's got that slow, warm kind of bass to it, and that beautiful building rhythm. And then it and then it kicks in, and it's just, it kind of uh, it's very very emotional, and it sets the scene so so well. I, I I love it. Every every time you hear it come in, you just little tingle down the back of your spine of, of of joy and and warmth and happiness and but kind of i don't know it's a it's a weird sort of nostalgic longing kind of happiness you know yeah um and it's 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 fantastic i love it and it's impossible to not feel the kind of you know in retrospect looking back at it now and listening to it it not to attach it to to, to Ian Curtis obviously and, and, and the stuff that I mean when you watch the video to, to atmosphere that that Anton Corbin produced it's, it's just so dark and and mm. but then as you say there's a joy to it as well and it is that for me it's that little payoff when the synth comes in at the beginning yeah. after the drums you just get that big wave of synth comes in it, oh it's fucking great man it is, it is it's, <laughs> it's just mag- magnificent yeah I love it Wonderful. Right. Well, look, I'm going to ask you about um, intros. And and if we look at uh, Shikari as an example, when when you first started making music, the way that, you know, your fans would get your music would be way different to how they get it now. You know, this uh, streaming is, 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 is everywhere now, obviously. And, and, and you see with labels putting emphasis on getting on whatever sort of Spotify playlist there is or the benefits of TikTok and things like that, which which is, you know, crazy in my respect, but it works in, in others. And so I'm always intrigued to know that when the creative process is happening for the band, does any of mm. that kind of stuff filter through into your process? Uh, well, specifically for our intros. In, yeah, let's start with intros, but I guess in, in songs in general. Yeah, well, absolutely. Um I mean, more so when we're thinking about radios, because like for any single that we have, we always have to think about radio edit. And with the radio edit, you always need to get to like the vocal part needs to come in soon. So if we've got if we start a song with just like a big heavy instrumental part, when it comes to the radio edit, you have to basically cut that down in half, if not cut it out altogether and go yeah. straight into the vocal, because um, you want. The, the radio listeners apparently want want that sort of instant hook, yeah. uh, that vocal part to get their ears wrapped around. Um, yeah, I mean, we used our our songwriting has definitely changed over the years, and you can see, like, we used to do much longer songs. Uh, we used to go all over the place. We'd play the chorus maybe once or twice if you're lucky, and then yeah. we'd go on to something different. Uh, but now there, I, I would imagine that. Uh, sort of a lot more well-rounded um the 
the way they flow and sort of keeping them sort of short and tight. I find, you know, people have very short attention spans these days. Uh, sort of long form of anything is is seems to be yeah. dying out. Um, so it needs to. Uh, I don't know how long it's going to get until we're actually just doing sort of 10 second jingles yeah and uh an, an album of, of 10 second Do you jingles know what? You laugh, but but like is that a possibility at some point that bands are going to end up doing that because i mentioned to you before we 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 press record that you know that, that i'm a dj and a, and a, and a promoter and i know that you, you you guys go and dj and such but i've noticed post lockdown that the next generation of kids that kind of missed that two two important years of turning 18 and going to clubs and kind of I'm now finding that when as I'm saying I'm thinking is it just that I'm playing shit records I don't know um <laughs> but, uh, but as I'm playing um is as I play a track and and, and generally a track that everybody knows you get that moment of like oh great yep and they're on the dance floor there but I find that literally after 30 40 seconds now kids people are bored people are bored and are reaching for their phones yeah. or like filming themselves on the dance floor and it's like Wow, like that's crazy. Yeah. And is that just because of that sort of almost that TikTok time scale of like, well, we've only got like a few seconds, and I want the next thing, and and that worries yeah, me. That I, I, I totally agree. When when we're doing our DJ sets, and we'll, you'll play like one build up and one drop of a song, and if you've been going on, if you're reaching like the two two minute marker. You think, oh shit! I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lose the crowd here. I need to, uh, which is mad. Load, load up the next track. Yeah, if you think back, like of the days of, uh, you know, the, the like nineteen nineties uh, Ibiza trance kind of thing, a track would be going for like twelve, fifteen minutes, yeah, yeah. and like it would be a a, a full epic going yeah. through every kind of emotion, and until you start slowly bringing in the next track. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely, but I, I, I don't know. Maybe people don't sort of lose themselves to the music nowadays like they used to. Or I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure they do. I'm yeah. sure they do. I hope they do. Yeah. You touched on emotion. <laughs> I mean, I, I, Sorry. To, go on. To, to, to be honest, to go back to your point of whether our songs are going to end up being sort of ten second jingles or not, <laughs> I, I would I, I would struggle to imagine one of our songs without the chorus being repeated at least twice. <laughs> so. Although saying that, we have done a song that's like a minute and a half, yeah. which is just basically through composed and doesn't go back to the same thing twice. Huh. To know that I'm I'm sort of faulting my own argument there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take you back for track two and ask you, please, to tell me the first song you remember hearing that had an emotional impact on you, please. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, this one um, I wrote. Uh, was War, War of the Worlds? Yeah. The um, my dad had the record of it, and I remember listening to it with the headphones. I had to listen to it with the headphones on because my brother it would scare my older brother and sister because it well it is quite scary. Like not just the story of it, but the music in it and the weird noises and those sort of alien woo woo noises are quite it's so spooky and it's it's a scary album for particularly for a kid and the album artwork's and, terrifying rob and the album artwork yeah you got these big robotic uh, uh martians coming and zapping exploding uh up battleships and so on um but i think that's i don't know it excited me that's why i really i loved it and it was crazy it was this other world that i, I hadn't you know it's first time i'd sort of get 
getting into kind of sci-fi as a genre. Um, and it was a lot later that I, I read the book and got into HG uh, Wells and, and his writing. Um, but that, yeah, that, the, the musical version of it, I remember just sitting at home listening to with headphones on, I'd listen to it over and over again. Um, I, I don't know. I must've been maybe six, six years old or something. That's and heavy stuff for a six year old. <laughs> well, I guess so. Yeah. I, I also remember the some of the first sort of rock music I ever got into was uh, listening to my dad's cassettes or, or my dad's friends' cassettes of the Doors. Yeah, and like as you know, un, under ten, it's not really, it's <laughs> not your average kind of no. um, I don't know happy go lucky pop music that no. most other kids I suppose would be listening to. I was already getting into the dark emotional yeah. <laughs> period. That's crackers. Most of your mates are going to be dancing around and bewitched, and you're 12 minutes into the end by the doors. That's yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Where was growing up, Rob? St. Albans, Hertfordshire. Fond nice, memories? Uh, oh, I love it. Well, so much so that I'm still there wow. all these years later. I couldn't, I couldn't move too far from home. Yeah, it's, um, I think because we travel so much as a band, it's nice to keep going back to somewhere so familiar yeah you know a lot of my friends because we're on the just on the outskirts of london lots of my friends moved into london for that the energy the excitement and what have you um but i had so much energy and excitement in my work on tour that i like going back to somewhere a bit more peaceful and calm and quiet and i love it because you got london on your doorstep so if i want to go in and have the the loud, busy, um, you know, ruckus of central London is 20 minutes on a train and I'm there. So I do love it. That's, that's... But I, 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 do, I do know just how privileged I am to have grown up there. That that never escapes me. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's so weird what you've just said there. That's the reason I set this podcast up. Everything you just said there is the reason I set this up was because I was having a conversation um, with uh, a, a mutual friend of our Scroobius Pip about the fact that we live just outside of London in Essex and and I and he, he said he'd done some press for something and people were like you don't live in London and he's like no and at the time there was lots of Essex bands like the Horrors and these new periods that had all moved to London and it was like why haven't you moved to London and he's like well quite like where I live <laughs> like I don't, I don't yeah. want to move to London and so <laughs> I, I was always intrigued Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I set this up to initially start by doing it sort of geographically and, and asking like bands from outside of London, you know, about their hometown and where the you know the scene that was there and and it's merged into what it's become now, but just that pressure if you live outside of Manchester or you live outside of London to 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 move there because that's where it's at. That's if you want to make success in is. music, that's where you've got to go or, or film or whatever. You've got to go to London to make it happen. And and I'm always intrigued when people go, well, I don't really want to. And and so yeah. yeah, it was interesting to hear you say exactly yeah. uh, what you well, said. My, my, my bro- my brother's the opposite. So he's moved into London. I always have conversations with him about this. He says he loves living in the thick of it, being in the action, but then being able to come just outside for, for his relaxing, you know, weekend breaks or whatever yeah. to get away from it. But then he loves living in the thick of it. Whereas I think, um, to know I like, a, I don't know. Cause I was about to say, I like a slower pace of life, but then <laughs> the career that I've got is not <laughs> a very slow paced life. So, um, yeah, I think it is just that sort of quiet, homestead, you know, homely, comforting space to go back to. Absolutely. Tell me about the song that reminds you of your time at school. Oh, what did I go for? Oh, yeah, of course. Well, Skunk and Nancy. Um, for me, it was it was difficult, this one, because there were two albums that got me through school. It was Stoosh by Skunk and Nancy and Fat of the Land by The Prodigy. Mm. So it was it was a toss up between them to be honest, but um, but I think uh, Skunk and Nancy took it for me. It was I can't remember where I was or what was I think I was on it. I was a Boy Scout as a kid, and I think it was must have been like a scout camp that or something that uh, that one of the other kids had a, a cassette tape or a CD of it or something, and and just the, the energy and the anger and the power of it and that uh, the the. It was before I'd really got into sort of before I'd been uh, at all politicized. You know, I didn't. I just thought the way the world works is the way the world works, and sure. didn't really think much of it. And then I heard that song. Yes, it's fucking political. Everything's political, and it's yeah. just oh, the raw energy and power of it, and just especially when you're, I don't know, if the teacher's pissing you off or something, you you just want to kick over the desks and throw throw your. Uh, throw your chair through the window and chuck all yeah. your books out kind of thing. It was that kind of energy that I just absolutely loved. Um matched with their more sort of the more emotional ones on that record as well that really got got me by the by the heartstrings. Yeah. Yeah. They uh they it's, a, it's a powerful record. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Have you ever heard there's I've, I've got it I got sent it and I and I've never heard it played out, but there's there's a version that they released um, of Brazen, and uh, and it's just got Planet Rock behind it. And I'll tell you what, if you've never heard it, it's absolutely amazing. It's uh, it's, huh. it's such a tune. Um, and yeah, and I mean, you've just mentioned two bands there. Obviously, being an Essex boy, we're fiercely proud of the Prodigy. And and if you look at Keith and you look at Skin arguably the two of the most iconic front people of 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 that generation right yeah yeah absolutely that that was maybe that had something to do with it like seeing 
seeing his his sort of face with his dark eyes and his the the two sort of razor hair thing he's he had going on um and just sort of the the raw energy and then her face on the front of the album like screaming at the at the camera lens down the lens um i'd never really sort of thought of why that they sort of stood out to me so much but maybe that was that had so much to do with when when so many other school kids around me were listening to their cheesy poptastic bright colors uh tunes and there was me just sort of wanting to i don't know kick them all in the balls and and run around screaming in everyone's face or something yeah. that's kind of my character and and seeing those that character in in these uh bands that i that i looked up to was sort of yeah maybe that that's something that really sort of struck me and stood out to me was we've uh, been lucky enough to meet uh, skin a couple of times and she's just the she's so lovely yeah. like re- really really amazing person um and and then again with the prodigy we were very very lucky to get a tour with them yeah. quite a few years back uh, around europe it was um just as we had started really getting some success for ourselves um yeah and i remember my manager calling me saying yeah we've got this uh european headline tour booked but we might have to cancel it to go on tour with the prodigy instead is that all right with you <laughs> and i <laughs> i uh yeah i had to get him to repeat it three times because it was it was literally a, a dream tour for me yeah um so so as a kid to you know look up to these bands and then actually get into the industry and not only meet them but then end up touring with them as well and right. sort of um them becoming my peers i suppose um was it's just sort of i still have to kind of pinch myself to think about it wonderful did you know what you wanted to be when you was at school i thought i was going to be a film director okay when i was in primary school i thought i was going to be uh there's no doubt about it i was going to be in the nba it's right. going to be a basketballer <laughs> Uh, that dream was quickly crushed when I joined the team basketball, uh, the school basketball team, and was benched pretty hard, pretty quick, pretty quickly. Uh, but then, yeah, I, was, I always loved um, film and photography. My my older brother was always really into film, so we'd watch a lot of films together. Um, funnily enough, like music was more of a hobby to me it was like a secondary ho- hobby I-, I hated music at school i dropped the subject as quickly as i could because i found it so dull um it just it didn't interest me at all and it was it was outside of school that i loved the band and it was more about the kind of the the being part of the little team the camaraderie being the the gang that went off and did something yeah. on our own away from the the um away from school and yeah. sort of all the other systems or whatever we were sort of breaking out being our own making our own way kind of thing and that that's what really got me about being in the band um and the yeah I, I, i'm so sure so many people say god i wish i'd listened more at school you know the, the amount of times you hear people say oh i wish i'd it's true uh, there's so many things that i i don't know now I'm like, well, I'm sure I'm sure I was I was taught that at some point in yeah. school. I should have fucking listened to the teachers. They yeah. they were teaching me useful stuff, but oh well, it's too late now. 
Um, yeah, and like, I, I don't know if maybe it was the teacher wasn't right. He was just, he was a nice enough guy, but it's just a bit boring. Like, it was really dull and it was kind of learning, trying to learn scales and stuff. And it was, uh, bored me to tears. Yeah. It's only now later in life that I'm finding more of a love for this kind of stuff and the theory behind music and like all the other, um, uh, subjects that I would have learned at school. Now I'm getting more of appreciation for the, like the sciences yeah. and, uh, and sort of literature and stuff, which I hated at school. Um, but I think at that so, age, you know, you, you've got energy, haven't you? Like, um, like endless amounts of energy. And I think, why would you want to be learning scales when you can be, you can be rehearsing, you can be, you know, making music with your mates. You can be having fun yeah. doing that. And I think, as you say. Exactly. Like, why, why, why would I want to be looking at these little drawings, lines on a black and white piece of paper when I could be smashing the tubs and making a big noise, <laughs> making a big ruckus? Yeah, that, like, that's so much more fun. Or I think about is like when I was a kid and I was in, in school in a classroom, having to write, getting cramp in my hand because I'm having to write for hours when I, all I'm doing is looking outside the window at the field, thinking I want to be out there playing, yeah. running around. So I, yeah, so I, was, I think I, I wish I'd gone to school a few years later, you know, yeah. but no, there you go. Tell me about the first song you remember buying from a record shop. Oh, I'm going to have to remind my, uh, oh yeah, the Fugees, the score. So uh, again, my, my brother and I shared um, a love for film, but also a love for music. And we uh, put our money together and bought the score. Um, and I remember, I think it, maybe it was the first time I had heard music. Well, other than uh, there's a few swear words in the doors when I was a young kid. I remember my parents being unsure whether they should let me listen to it or not. But like uh, going out and buying our own record and it being full of swear, like you know, horrendous language, as my yeah. my mother would uh, would have said, <laughs> it was really exciting. And sort of the listen to the to these people talk about things that I had never experienced. You know, I, I grew up in white middle-class St. Albans, uh, uh, sort of quite privileged. Um, and then sort of hearing what they're talking about, um, growing up in the, uh, the, the, the tough streets, um, as, as young black people in America, that uh, is a world that I had no idea about and sort of really grasped me. And, and I, I love to, lose myself in in the music and the stories and what they're what they were talking about um but one time one time I, I lost that record because um i was listening to it without the headphones on and my dad walked past the bedroom and heard it and heard the language on it and he said absolutely not i'm not uh <laughs> i'm not having you listening to that kind of language because um, he hated all the swearing in it, so he took it off us, and he said, "I'll, I'll instead, I'll buy you and your brother uh, a different thing, you know, that costs the same amount, like a different records." And so we got uh, a, an album called "The Tarantino Connection," which was a bunch of songs that are in um, Tarantino's movies. Yeah. Instead, and that was I, mean, I, I enjoyed that album as well. Yeah, but so there'd be some bangers on there. Yeah, no, absolutely. There was there was some great music on there as well, um, but it didn't stop me from going back and listening to the Fugees. Obviously, if anything, it probably made me love it even more just to rebel against them. Love it.
Love it. I mean, was, was, was home music? Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Oh, growing up. Yeah, quite. Uh, so my parents love music. and I, My dad had a massive record collection. That's where I sort of got a lot of my love for started my love for things like Jimi hendrix and the beatles and the who and the old like 60s 70s classics uh classic rock bands um my older sister played the piano my older brother played guitar um and basically when i was seven my parents said tell us what instrument you'd like to learn and we'll pay for you to get lessons so I thought of the loudest and most annoying instrument there was, because <laughs> I think uh, I think it matched my my own energy at the time, yeah. being loud and annoying. Um, yeah, so I started getting lessons at at seven. Yeah. Um, my parents didn't they didn't play any instruments themselves, but um, they were happy to uh, uh, to to have me yeah. to pay for me. To get a musical education. Okay. Well, I'm going to look forwards. Now, do you know what? Actually, I, I, I want to ask you something. Um, from from having all that energy um, at school and then finding yourself on these stages with, you know, you've mentioned like, you know, gigging with like your heroes, like the Prodigy and things like that. And then obviously the success that the uh, that Shikari's has is, is remarkable and, and amazing. And, would you and 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 obviously, I've seen you DJ and I've I've seen you play. And there's for, for somebody in a crowd looking at you, you don't seem to lack confidence. Are you confident? And if so, where do you think it comes from? I am confident. And I think it. Well, I'm confident on stage, certainly. And I think it comes from just playing thousands and thousands of gigs. Like something's only scary until you do it. A whole bunch of times. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, just, I, I've, I've sort of been learning a lot recently that you, the whole kind of face your fears thing. It's so easy to not do something that, that scares you. But then the more you the push yourself out and do that very thing, the less scary it seems. Have you got and an example more, of that? Um. Well, I suppose interviews. This, yeah, <laughs> I was always, I was always really scared of, of interviews because what if I come across as an idiot, or what if I say the wrong thing, or yeah. 
or if they ask me something that I don't know the answer to, then you realize actually it's okay because they just want to know about me and, and they're only going to ask, uh, ask questions that I have an answer to. Yeah. Otherwise they wouldn't ask them. Uh, so it's sort of, and yeah, so the more, more I do, the more relaxed and comfortable I become with them. Yeah. And then finally, you know, in turn, the more relaxed and comfortable my answers become. Yeah. Uh, and like, and, and similarly on stage, the more relaxed I am on stage and the more I just sort of, uh, take a deep breath and breathe and relax my arms and stuff, the, the, the better I play. Yeah. It's when it's when you're really nervous that I either sort of trip up over my words in an interview, or yeah. I hold the grip the sticks really hard on stage, and I play so much worse, and I'm really tight, and I'm always sort of trying to chase myself in my playing, and then I'll start tripping up over myself, and then if I fuck up once, oh that's it, then I'll never be able to bring it back, and then yeah. I'll just fuck up again and again. Um, so yeah, like it's. It, Pushing myself out, pushing oneself out of their comfort zone is what I've discovered to be a really, really important part of uh, developing yourself as as a person. Yeah. Um, teaching is another thing. I was always, I love, wanted, uh, really wanted to get into teaching, and I put on some drum lessons, um, like some group drum sessions in St Albans um, last summer. And honestly, before the first session, I was shitting myself. I was like, my stomach was in, was, was felt so tight. I felt nauseous. I was felt sick. I was, my head was spinning. I was like, what if no one turns up? What if a hundred people turn up? What, what if, uh, what if it doesn't look like I know what I'm doing? What if, I don't know, what if they're better than me? They're like all these things are going through my head. And then they turned up and had the first session. It was great. I was like, okay. And then we did the second one. I was still nervous, yeah, but not quite as bad. The second one went well as well. And then the third one, the fourth one. And by the end of it, I was like, this is, this is easy. What was I worried about? Yeah. You know, and, and now I can, I can do it and I love doing it. And I was looking forward to the sessions, not just sort of stressing and worrying about them. It's kind of getting yourself over that first hump that is the most difficult part, but the most important. Absolutely. Rob, let's go clubbing. Tell me the song that soundtracked your years clubbing. Well, it's got to be Underworld. I've been a massive fan of Underworld since, since I was a kid. Um, and I, it, it might have been uh, hearing Born Slippy on Trainspotting. Also one of the greatest it. intros ever as well. Well, I've, this song could have worked for two of my answers, <laughs> I suppose. Yeah. Um, yeah, and... Just the euphoria of it, um, and then coming in with those slamming drums. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm a drummer. I love all the percussions, and it's almost like a like a churning train or something. Just that rolling, thudding drums that kind of. He wrote it on a train, just... didn't he? Did he? He wrote it on a train. Yeah. So the, yeah. a lot of it is about the journey from uh, again Essex boys Romford to. Um, wherever, and it was written on a train, and so yeah, whether that's filtered its <laughs> yeah. way through into the, the the sonics of it, but yeah, it, it was written on. No a train. way, yeah, that's quite fucking surreal. You just said that. Well, there you go. I didn't even know that. <laughs> I just learned something new. You know what? I'm gonna. Um, I'm actually gonna go see them um, on mon- Monday the twentieth. They're playing at the Royal Albert Hall. Amazing. Um, 
for a, a charity show. So I ca- cannot wait for that. I went and saw them play at Zeget Festival in uh, Hungary when when I was 18. Me and Rory, we went traveling around Eastern Europe and uh, we stopped off in Hungary. And we didn't even know the festival was happening. Turns out it was like, you know, a massive festival on this little island in the middle of the Danube River. So we went and uh, the first night it was Basement Jacks and the second night it was Underworld, who I'd, I'd been listening to loads at that point. And um, I do remember one point in the night, uh, I, was, I was just jumping up and down, raving so hard. I can't, I think, I can't remember what they were playing, um, eight ball or something. I, um, but I, I was just absolutely loving it. And then someone came up to me and said something, I think in Hungarian or a different language. I was like, sorry, do you speak English? He said, "Oh, where where can I find the the pills? The ex- where did you get your pills?" <laughs> I was like, "I'm not on pills. I'm, I'm just I just love this group. I'm I'm just high high on life, man. I think I'd had maybe two beers and a and a half a spliff by that point. But uh, other than that, you know, I was just I just absolutely love the group and can't wait to see him again." Oh, wonderful. I love the fact he just looked at you and thought, "I need some of what that guy's on." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh wonderful right let's take you home and I'm going to ask you please to tell me uh, a favourite song from your home county please well there are loads of good bands uh, from my home county Um, there's Sixth who um, we know very well we we knew their music uh, before we actually ever got to know them but then their guitarist Dan Wellars uh, ended up working with us on many of our records mm. um, and they're, they're great people, amazing band. I remember watching them. They were played at uh, Lee, I think, was it Leeds, Leeds festival. And they said, hello, Reading. Then <laughs> <laughs> they came out and they got the biggest boo uh, you've ever heard. <laughs> it was brilliant. Um, but yeah, and then De- Dan's a lovely guy. Um, and there's, uh, uh, Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes. Frank, that we go way back with uh, to the days of Gallows. Um, and we actually, you know, we, we played a lot of the same venues, toured the same circuit. Um, and now Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes, we're seeing quite often sharing festival stages together and, and have subsequently got to know the rest of the, his band, um, who are all really excellent guys and, and making great music. But the band that I chose was the Zombies, mm. who were another St. Albans band um, from way back in the 60s. Yeah. Um, and I mentioned before about the drumming class that I did. Um, now, Steve Robford, who's the current drummer, who uh, his dad was the original bassist, um, we somehow met up i suppose to st albans bands uh both love the uh, st albans football team so we met up there and i got chatting with him and he's such a fantastic guy and i was told him about this project and he said he would love to be involved so one of the sessions he came along um and we played we were doing it at the pioneer club and we played through the pa his song uh time of the season and we had the whole uh, the whole group there was about 20, 25 of us yeah. um, playing the drum part, like this really nice 
syncopated part and we had sort of you know half the people or quarter of the people doing the kick drum quarter doing a snare quarter yeah. doing a, a hi-hat and then everyone doing that <laughs> and noise um and it just worked so well it was such a, a joy to have him there and he was such a lovely guy yeah. um and it was great to sort of get chatting with him and see the different the different style of touring that they do to us because they he said they'd just gone on to do one of those cruises like around the Bahamas or something. They just they play a couple of times and then just enjoy themselves on this cruise around the Bahamas. I thought that's that's fucking awesome. I wish <laughs> that's, that's a I good wish tour, we could man. do that. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty sweet deal. I, I want to get myself onto one of those uh, onto one of those cruises. Love it. And let's let's uh, let, let's also talk about what a tune that is. It's insane. Yeah, right? it's brilliant. Yeah. It's, it's it's just iconic. And funnily yeah. enough, last night uh, my wife and I were watching a TV show. Was it uh, what what we do in the shadows? Have you seen that about mm-hmm. the the vampires? And suddenly it came on there. I was like, no way! What a, how serendipitous! We, yeah. uh, we were just. My wife was helping me choose the tracks for this podcast, yeah. and, uh, and and so we had just been listening to that track uh, over and over. And they just—they've actually um, just released some new songs, and they got a new album coming out soon. Yeah, uh, and the, the new stuff's really good too. Wonderful, wonderful! I tell you what—I think if my memory serves me well, because it was about two years ago when Raul done this, I think he chose that as well. Really? I think he did. And <laughs> no I'll tell way. you who else. I think, am I right in saying, are the subways from St. Albans Way? Yeah, I think so. Because I I think we were going to have a battle of the bands with them yeah. one, one, one year, like years and years ago. And then they pulled out because they got a record deal and then went on to to make it to hit the big time yeah and I, i'm i'm sure yeah. billy chose that as well like it, it's yeah. it's uh it's it's earned its place in st albans because anyone that's from there has shouted about how good that tune is and rightly so <laughs> rightly so right. it is a classic <clears throat> i've also got to uh, shout out our uh, st albans um guys the the trash boat yes they're, they're from st albans uh, and then we got Friendly Fires, who I think uh, just from Harpenden, just out the road from us. So there's plenty of good bands coming out of Harpenden. Love it. Love it. Last track, and uh, I'm going to ask you to be uh, a tastemaker, or as the kids call it, influencer uh, now, Rob. Tell me a song that you think many of the listeners of this podcast may not know that you would like them to hear. Well... I'd, this, the the wording of that one confused me for a little bit. First okay. of all, I thought it was like people might think that I didn't want them to hear. So I was thinking, what, like a guilty pleasure thing? It, but can, it can work like that, or just a song that you you just think people should check out. All right. Well, that, well, that's what. Yeah, I, re- I reread it a few times. I was like, no, it definitely means one that people don't know that I want them to hear. Okay, well, here's <laughs> one that I want everyone to hear. Is uh, old old baby by L- LCD Sound System. What a band. Um, I remember, I'm sure it came out, I was at home, so it, was, it only came out a few years ago. I can't remember if it was, it was the summertime because I was sitting in my garden. I don't know if it was during lockdown. It might have been. Um, and I just, I just absolutely loved it. Yeah. And it just thought it, I mean, it goes, it's quite a long song. It goes on, but it just, it never gets boring and it's just got that nice kind of, 
again, warm, smooth, happy feeling to it. And it just, it kind of makes me joyful. I love listening to it. I, and it'll always remind me of sitting in my garden. I think I was drinking a cold beer and just sitting in the sunshine and had nothing else in the world to do other than that's why I think maybe it was in lockdown because yeah. I couldn't, I didn't have anything else to do yeah. or maybe I was just, I don't know, enjoying my Sunday afternoon or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. It's a wonderful track. It's a wonderful track. Um, um, we make it really easy for people to, to go and find that because we put together a little Spotify playlist to accompany the podcast with all of your, your tracks on there. And, uh, and obviously oh, perfect. we'll put some Shikari on there as well. So with that in mind, um, what's happening? What's coming up? Well, we've literally just uh, yesterday released our third single from our upcoming album. It's called Bloodshot. Mm-hmm. The album is called A Kiss for the Whole World. Um, we're currently... Well, I'd say in the rehearsal studio, but it's in uh, in this uh, the, the rehearsal factory, you could say. Um, about to go away on our second leg of our um, uh, small small cluster of shows that we're doing around the UK, sort of in the build up towards the album. Um, yeah, and then it's going to be a busy summer of festivals. Wonderful. We're he- headlining Slam Dunk festivals, so that's that's the first one to come up. Amazing. Wow, it's going to be really good. Wonderful. Well, um, we'll put links to uh, the the, uh, the Shikari website and, and socials and stuff in the show notes today so people can go and follow and keep up the speed with everything that's happening. Um, Rob, it's been a real delight chatting records with you, mate. Thank you so much uh, for giving up your time. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Absolute pleasure. I'm going to press stop. Don't go anywhere. Ah, wonderful, 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 wonderful. What a top lad. Um, Top music choices today. Why has no one chose Atmosphere uh, by Joy Division before? What an intro. And uh, yeah, absolutely um, love that. Go check out um, Shikari's new music. If you've never seen Shikari live, oh my God, trust me, go and watch that band because, you know, energy is never missing from one of their shows. Um, Just a phenomenal band. Um, Yeah, and so that's great. As I mentioned at the beginning, um, got to chat to Rao a couple of years ago as well. So, um, yeah, if you've not had enough of a Shikari fix, go check out um, my episode that I've done with Rao a couple of years ago. And uh, and while you're over there, subscribe, leave a little review or a message of the podcast, and uh, and yeah, and just go and have a little look in that archive because there's nearly 500 episodes and they're all there for free. Um, anything else you need to know about the podcast? Your one-stop shop's the website, which is Off the Beat and Track Podcast. That's not beaten. That's Beat and Track Podcast. I'm back next time. In the meantime, be nice to each other. I'll see you soon. Bye-bye.